When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Alright, alright, welcome back to Footwork, I'm Sean. I'm Dylan, and each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So Dill, the Gates. We back, bro. We are back. We're back in the apartment, our nice... I'm not even going to say how big it is. It's we're, tight. We're Feel, it is. feels like the walls got Feeling smaller. Feeling tight, yes. Yeah, this is Corona time. So, a little update. Right before we came, actually, um, they changed the rules on us. So, we thought that we would come back to Germany, right? And we wouldn't have to quarantine. Right. Because um, New York was one of the states that they had mentioned where you wouldn't have to. I'm assuming right. because the numbers were improving Right. Or something like that, or they approved of how New York was. There was like it. fifteen states that were on the list. You have to quarantine coming. Yeah, in. and New York at the time wasn't. They but, changed this. But they changed this on July third. Yeah, I flew to, July fifth. So I flew, I flew back the eighth, um, and since then it's a two week quarantine from the country, not a particular state. All USA. So that means we are in a two week quarantine now. The conundrum we're in is good word, good word. my preseason is supposed to start um, on the 13th. So I would have five days once I'm here before my season starts. And Dylan would have a trial also, right? Mm-hmm. So the workaround is you can get a test done. And if you're negative, then you can be released from quarantine. Mm-hmm. I found out from Dylan. Uh, so I got a test actually at home before I came. Um, unfortunately for Dylan, he found this out when he was here. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, it's not really that unfortunate. It's more I should have just been on it looking. Mm. Um, it's just another one of those learning experiences where, like, you just got to keep on this shit. Especially now, man. It's some weird times. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was able to get a COVID test. Um, it wasn't free, but, like, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, this guy shows up to the apartment because it was, yeah, it was like a catch 22 where I had to get a test and prove that I was negative, but I couldn't leave. Right. And so I'm calling all these, you know, these, uh, doctors, Sprechen's English, Sprechen's English and, you know, hoping they do. And then, you know, um, we found this one guy who came, luckily he came in this full hazmat suit. <laughs> My parents were joking, like, if you I wish I was here for Yeah, this. no, they are like... Just if, to see the neighbor's reaction. Yeah, like exactly. This guy's showing up to the apartment door, or the building door, just trying to buzz in. It's like, you ever seen, um... Uh, you ever seen, so um, Monsters, Inc.? You know, like, the people who, like, when the whole Monsters thing gets infected because yeah, the kid yeah, yeah. escapes or whatever, and those guys are walking around in the big-ass suits? This guy came in looking like that. That's like, so did funny. the test, whatever. Negative. Um, so... Yeah. So either way, let's let's get off of Corona. We hear about it way too much. Bro. Yeah. 
So today we're going to jump into injuries. Injuries. Part of the game. Part of any sport. Mm-hmm. And when your job has to do with playing a sport like soccer, football, ours is. At it's the highest part level of it. too, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. inevitable. And it's just about doing your best to prevent injuries from happening. And then when you do get injured, coming back from them quickly and uh, coming back stronger. Yeah, coming back stronger, exactly. So, um, you know, we've both been pretty lucky with injuries, I'd say, but we've both also had our share. Yeah, um, sure. Especially as we're getting a little older here. Um, so start it right off. I mean, what's like the biggest injury that you had to overcome and where was it? Mm-hmm. Go into it a little bit. Uh, probably in terms of time frame, I had, um, a really bad sprained ankle that I rushed back to play actually right before senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost fully torn. So it was, you know, like three weeks, couldn't do much. Damn. And then thankfully, uh, you know, I was a lifeguard at the time. So my boss, Still let me go to work and always just had someone sit on the stand with me at the beach. And uh, I just worked on it all, literally all day long, Uh like doing everything, stretching, mobility, massage, all day long. Um, And it was eight weeks from the time I injured until preseason started and I didn't miss anything from the season. But for the first month and a half, two months, and it was like, you struggling? It was painful. Yeah. I mean, I just taped it up every day. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't ready to be played on. But I, you know, I just wanted to play that. Bad. Now, that, that, takes the, that takes the cake more than the broken wrist that you didn't know was broken in Mongolia? Yeah, well... I guess it's well, there, one's a lot more playable. For me, the broke, broken wrist, I've done it before. Uh, one playing soccer, one snowboarding, and... Yeah, no biggie. You could, I played both times with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it does hurt and it's annoying. And of course, not knowing it's broken, playing with it is even worse. But um, now, do you do you think about it when you're you know when you're playing, like you're going up for a header or you're pushing yeah, off some guy? Yeah. Do you really think about it, or is it more just like until something hits it, then you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, when it's usually when I get jammed up, if I push someone or yeah. I get like undercut on a header, then mm-hmm. that just yeah, it sucks. And then for a few minutes, it's like throbbing. I think that's a big thing about injuries is like the mental part. But usually of... it's like the beginning of the game is the worst. But once you're in it, it's like you just... That's what I mean. I yeah. just, I don't know. I feel like once a minute, it's like this warrior mentality comes out. Mm-hmm. And it's like whatever. Yeah. Just suck it up. It could be anything. And you just play. Like that's what happened actually um, with my leg last year. Or, yeah, it's almost it's a year and a half ago. I... I had this pain in my shin that I thought was just shin splints. Um, and yeah, I just kept playing through it and it was quite a strong pain and I would just stretch it all the time and I didn't want to stop playing. And I had these tri- trials lined up for the Regional Liga. And I said, I can't stop playing. I got to play. I got to get ready for these trials coming up in a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was, the amount of tape I was putting on my leg was ridiculous. And yeah, it's not getting better. It was getting worse. And then uh, one game, I just came in at halftime, and it was like crazy, crazy sharp pain in my leg. It was already bad, but it was even worse this time. And then I went out for the second half and like trying to warm it up, but I couldn't run. Mm-hmm. And I decided, all right, I'm gonna take myself off the field. Like this is, this is not normal. Like I literally can't run. And I could run to do it, but as soon as I stopped, it was like 
That's when the pain was, was just shooting. like someone was cutting my leg open. So, um, yeah, it turned out I had a stress fracture in my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows how long I had it. Um, probably a while. Probably a while, I was right, and it just was getting worse and worse because I was playing on it. Yeah, and shin splints is one of those things that they say you it's can like, play on. So yeah. I could see from a mental point, you were like, you know. Right. Me, the thing was, though, it wasn't it. like a shin splint, and then it got worse. Mm-hmm. I In preseason, I put like a slide tackle in, and that's when it happened. Oh, so, okay. was, so there was an event. There was an event. And I was just playing it off that, oh, just my shins are tight. But there was an event where... Like, I did this, and I just tried to run it off like I would normally do. But, mm-hmm. like, for the next two, three minutes in that game, I couldn't even walk. But yeah. I was just, like, playing it off that I was fine. Yeah. And then, thankfully, it was a preseason game, so he just subbed the whole team out mm-hmm. after the first half. You're like, thank and God. And then, yeah, I You're just, crying. I don't know. It was stupid thinking back now. But, yeah, you just get, I mean, there's always going to be knocks and pains and stuff. And you mm-hmm. have to know the difference between being hurt and injured. It's yeah. important, but then also you just have to suck it up a lot of times. Sometimes, yeah. I wouldn't. It's this is it depends where, on what it is. Yeah, this is one of the things though is that you kind of really have to know your body, 100%. and you know, going back to what you said, like you know, if it is one event, a lot of the times there is something, right? You know, like otherwise it could be tightness, it could be you could strain something and still play on it, and you right. know, work on it, work through it. You know, an event that causes it. Usually, I would say. Would you agree? Yeah. If if there's a significant event that causes like a really, and you can remember it, you know, because really, a lot of times you don't you a don't really remember serious it. pain. Then mm-hmm. yeah, you should have got it checked out. I mean, looking back now, I should have gotten it checked out the next few days because it didn't. Like, usually, you pick up an injury and then it might improve in the next forty eight seventy two hours, but mm-hmm. this didn't really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I mean, I've had plenty of injuries and I. I'm kind of fascinated with the whole body and recovering and stuff. So I, I knew something was up. Yeah. But actually, uh, the reason I didn't get it checked out, a big reason, was I just read David Goggins' book and listened to his podcast, and he <laughs> had the stress fracture during Hell Week, <laughs> and then oh, trained for six months and thought that, it, and it wound up healing itself while training. So I was thinking, all right, this could be a stress fracture, but I'm gonna just play through it and then. That's what happened, and I so I played through it, and then I, at one point I had to take myself. This to the is field this and, is why yes. I absolutely love Goggins. I've loved the book. I, I you know I love his Instagram videos, but you had to take Goggins with a grain of salt. This is right, but I wouldn't change it. This guy ran what was it a hundred miles on two broken legs and shit himself. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yes, the test. human body, the, the whole. It's, a, if it's you, a mental test. If you don't know Goggins, a big thing is that your mind is limiting. And you can do more, like your body can push more than you know, yep. which 100% I agree with. But you also have to recognize when it's time to shut it down. This you know is what true, I mean? but like, it comes to a point where it's just like a mental thing. Yeah, of course, now, of course. Yeah, he obviously suffered right after that. But then like the body just can do a lot more than you think because then, you know, Agreed. he had broken feet and two weeks later he breaks Las Vegas Marathon didn't, time and qualified for Boston. Didn't he just like mess up his knees and then he was just like back to running? Yeah, I mean, he... Talking about the haters? Yeah, it's just... The guy's crazy. Recommend to anyone, Can't Hurt Me. Um, it's one of those, like, life-changing books if you're, you know, into, you know, kind of unleashing, you know, the power of the mind, power of the body, and what you can right. really push yourself to do. Right, unreal, right. Unreal story, unreal history. Can't Hurt Me. I'd check it out. Um, so what about you? Some big injuries that really held you back. Um, I haven't had too many that have, like 
completely held me back. There was one that I thought would. So right before I got that Australia contract, which was in 2016, mm-hmm. end of 2016, we did a combine with Soccer Visa. Yeah. And um, I went up for a header and got elbowed um, right in like the cheekbone. And it shattered it. And I actually tried to play on. I remember being there. I tried to play on. Um, I like shoved like one of those tampon things at my nose. Mm-hmm. My nose would not stop bleeding. Um, there was like a little bit of a bruising, but I was just, you know, still I wanted this contract. Now the guy who runs it, Joe, said, you know, calm down. Um, go get it checked out. I went and getting I went and got it checked out. They thought it was okay at this like urgent care. But it wouldn't stop bleeding, and I, you know, I was just like, ah, I'm not really sure if they, if they're truly grasping yeah. this one, and it started to hurt as more of, of the hours mm-hmm. passed. So I ended up going to the ER. I got some X-rays on it, and they come back, and they're like, Yeah, so you completely shattered your clavicle. And I was like, Now oh. did the urgent care not take an X-ray? No, they didn't take an X-ray. They uh. just like, I don't know if they just assumed that I, you know, maybe had. A broken nose or something. I don't know if they did x-rays. They did say you may want to go get this checked out at the ER. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah, definitely going to. And yeah, it was completely shattered. Um, I, you know, I did, I wasn't able to play in the last day of the combine. Luckily, I did really well before that. It may have even helped me because mm-hmm. I was like fresh on their minds and I ended up getting a contract from that. But um, yeah, like I needed like not complete, but I needed like, um, plastic surgery. So I went to like a plastic surgeon and got like technically facial reconstruction in a way. So luckily I think I got that. So that was around Thanksgiving. And then I got the surgery before Christmas and I was supposed to go out to Tasmania in February. Mm -hmm. So I didn't leave much time in between to like recover and then try and get fit for a preseason. Now, luckily, this... Now, are you not supposed to run while this is healing? Yeah, so for a certain amount of time, like, I'm not supposed to be bouncing. I'm not supposed to be lifting. Mm -hmm. Um, My orthopedic surgeon was like, you know, you could stand there and do bicep curls, and you'd go for slow walks. Um, As it built, I was able to do more and more. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, the first day that I was able to, like, do biking, like, go on, like, a stationary bike Mm -hmm. um, at the gym, I was there doing, like you know, hour, hour and a half on the bike, like mm. trying to do interval. Just, right. this is the only thing I can do. Just like, do anything. Exactly. This is what I can do. He says, this is fine. I know I can do it because I'm not feeling any pain or anything. So yeah. And luckily like the recovery time isn't so much. And like the, the, you know, the surgeon did <laughs> unreal job. I actually got some titanium right up in here, right below my yeah. eye. But yeah, I was able to recover. Um, signed the contract with a busted ass face so it was like a really funny picture Mm -hmm. that i have and um yeah luckily like just it didn't hold me back you know like i was it was it happened at a perfect time where i was still able Mm -hmm. to go and ball out and be ready for preseason and and i think another important point of this story that you didn't touch on is that this was the second day of the combine Mm -hmm. and you you happen to have a very good first day and the first day is what you got you the contract i think first day and then part of the second day because mm. this was so first day was like 
more small-sided, uh-huh. technical shooting. Uh-huh. Second day, you got into, like, some big games, 11 v. 11. Um, yeah, and I remember I just did really well that first day uh-huh. and, like, stood out in one thing where they coached me and then I was able to do it, so I yeah. seemed so, like, really coachable. Uh-huh. Um, and then I actually scored before I got the elbow, so, like, it helped me. Yeah. And then... And it just goes to show, like, you don't know when or how long you're going to have to show you could do, especially at a combine. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in this case, it worked out. Like Yeah, I mean, like, you could just not even get as much playing time because of the amount of players there now. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be injury, but, yeah, you got to prove what you can do during that time. Definitely. And I think you also t- spoke about when you, you were doing all that biking at the gym, mm-hmm. is when you do get injured, for the most part, I mean, if, if you hurt your leg or your foot or ankle, you can still do upper body things and vice versa. If you hurt your upper body, you can still do stuff with your legs. Yeah. And don't fall into the pit of using your injury as an excuse to not do anything. Exactly, man. So many times you see people, you know, and I get it because there is a certain amount of rest that helps with recovery. Um, but like you see a lot of people just use it as, you know, it's like a crutch and they use it as okay, now I can sit here, watch movies, eat chips, you know, smoke weed, drink, take painkillers, like... Yeah, and it really... There is is a period where you don't want to overdo it, but... For sure. It's also going to help you recover by staying, by doing things and eating healthy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. getting intense exercise in. Mm -hmm. That's not affecting the area, of course, but there's still a lot that you could do that's not going to affect... Absolutely. And actually speaking on that, um, I actually, when I came back from Australia, um, my back was just always killing me. So I, I went and got x-rays and then an MRI and it happened that I have um, a thing called um, ismic spondylolisthesis. and mouthful. It's mouthful. Like Azerbaijan. Yes. <laughs> Don't bring that up. So yeah, essentially is like along with having a disc that slipped in my lower back, um, my vertebrae aren't properly aligned, which causes obviously pain and then mm. like some limitations in some things. And the orthopedic was like, he's like, dude, when you stop is when this thing is going to be really, really bad. Mm. He's like, you can't stop. Like you have to keep the blood flow. You have to do all this. Right. Now, shout out to that guy because he told me I would have maybe a year, two years left to play. And here I am still playing. My back's never felt better. So that just goes to show you another thing. This is opinion. This is not opinion. this is not a diss to any medical professional in any regard, but sometimes you know your body very well. Right. And try, you know, if they say that you can't, you know, and like you're smart about it, you can still try and like, mm-hmm. you know, I researched it myself. A uh, big thing was having, you know, improved ab strength and having improved tree trunks, those, you know, those quads and those legs, all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, I don't heavy deadlift and things like this. So I don't like pick up heavy mm-hmm. objects where it puts don't it the a, lower back. Exactly. Right. So I was smart and, you know, now my back has never felt better. There's still mm-hmm. sometimes, but it just goes to show you like you're a master of your own body. Yeah. So... Don't always take someone else's opinion, even if they are specialized, yeah. as gospel. You know? Yeah. And that actually, now that you say that, this is how I got into, like, really wanting to know in, like, when recovering from an injury, why I'm doing certain things. Because freshman year in college, mm-hmm. 
I actually played majority of the season with a hamstring tweak. Like it was just always Wait, which year? me. Freshman year. Freshman year. Um, and I, I was playing, you know. Subtle flex because he won so freshman I, of the year. I didn't want to say anything, so I didn't. Uh-huh. And this time I was I was a lot more ignorant than I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so come the spring season, I still had this hamstring problem, and I was working with the trainers all the time, and it wasn't fixing. I didn't play that spring season. I actually remember this now, yeah. And uh, I went to a bunch of doctors, different physical therapists. No one could figure it out. And I turned out figuring it out myself. And all it was was just, it was general muscle imbalances and weaknesses. So Ah. everywhere I went, they were like, let's strengthen the hamstring, let's strengthen the hamstring, let's strengthen the hamstring, strengthen the hamstring. Yeah. And what happened, sophomore year, it kept, I would play one game, the next day I couldn't play because the hamstring was fired up. So the sophomore year, I basically didn't play much either because of the injury. Yeah. And then what happened, I started deadlifting and squatting and doing a real leg workout, uh-huh. and it's completely fixed. This is a great point. Every now and then it comes up, mm-hmm. but I know all I have to do, I just got to do a little more strength training. This is a great point, and you can't always do it by yourself, so you know maybe this is where you reach out to physical therapists and people like this, but you got to, especially as an athlete or if you're trying to, if you any really fitness goals, um, you have to see like where your imbalances are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people, their imbalances come in the core or in the hips, you know, adductors, abductors, groin. Like, that is a big area in why people get injuries. It's because one place is weaker than the other. Yeah, and especially for footballers. Mm-hmm. Soccer players. Yeah, you're, you're one-legged very often. A lot of the time, yeah. So your legs are going to be in balance. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to... When you are working out legs, it's important to do heavy lifts like squats and deadlifts and these things, which you're, it's a compound lift with both legs, but it's also important to hit single leg exercises yep. because like for me, my right leg, my, my right hamstring is a lot stronger than my left, but everything else on my left leg is stronger because that's my plant leg. Mm-hmm. So it's noticeable in the gym with the same amount of weight, I burn out quicker on my on right side, than on yeah. my left. Yep. Um, and I think that's very common in many sports, especially for us, because we're, we have a dominant foot that we're using more mm-hmm. often, that you need to work these things out in the gym to prevent injuries from happening. Yeah, I think people see that when they're doing, you know, like dumbbell press for the chest and stuff. But a lot mm-hmm. of times people, when they're hitting legs, it's just barbell squat, barbell lunge, leg press, and then machines, you know, yeah. like make sure you're hitting those split squats, those one-legged lunges, you know, exploding off that. Yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, in this... This isn't necessarily because of, I mean, it is in, in, in time though, but um, we both have a little bit of patella tendinitis, mm-hmm. which essentially, for those of you who don't know, the patella is in your knee. Um, and a lot of it comes from just, you know, overloading. Tendinitis mm-hmm. is usually just from from years, months, whatever it may be. Just It's just chronic inflammation exactly. of the tendon. Mm-hmm. And for, for us, it's the patella which runs directly in front of your knee. Mm -hmm. So it connects right above your kneecap, and then it connects to your shin right at that bony point. If you ever had, like, Osgoodschlottis when you were young. Yeah, a lot of people had that growing Um, up, I remember. And, yeah, it's just overuse. So, like, for me, I stupidly did it by just overtraining, um, specifically shooting and, like, long passes. Same, man. Um, So it's just loading that left leg over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I worked on it for years. I recently just brought that book back to work on it and uh it's not something that just goes away because it it took a while for it to get to the point it did exactly it's not going to just go away fortunately for me it seems to 
it's there every now and then, but it's mm-hmm. nowhere near as what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what, I don't think there was one thing that made it go away, just like I said. I think it's just, it's been two or three years now that I've been doing these things all the time to try and help it. And what are some of these um, things? Just working on your hips, flexibility, keeping your quads loose, mm-hmm. strengthening your hamstrings, strengthening your quads. So big on like warm-ups before getting into and things. And that, that is the most important thing. And that's how, why it happened is because I didn't warm up properly. And every time you train, you need to warm up properly. Dude, this ain't college anymore. You yeah. know, like you can't just go out, play. Yeah. That's what I, I would literally go out, have a warm-up long pass, and then do go right into shots. It. Yeah, and that's... And, I mean, it's just, that's bad. That's so bad. I mean, like, you just, as you get older, you're just not really like that, you know, like, you're not just that freak of nature anymore. No. And we had some guys, like, shout out Riv, who was a freak of nature. This guy could eat whatever you want, barely warm up, and go out yeah. and play and perform at levels like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Um, but as he will tell you... It's caught up to him, too. He's yep. gotten some injuries over the past yep. few years. And, exactly. You know, like, a lot of it comes from those warm-ups, that auxiliary work, which, you know, just, like, working things, body weight or with bands, resistance bands, mm-hmm. that kind of strengthen those areas that you're not really hitting from, like, a barbell squat mm-hmm. or lunges or even single-leg work. You know, it's really strengthening the entire lower body and and not having imbalances. Yeah. And then it comes, I mean, it just comes how, how serious you are about this. I mean, this is our profession. So that's why I really got into understanding the body and how different diets are going to help with eating certain foods are going to make things better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, different exercise and how different ways to train the muscles to get the most out of it or to help an area that seems to be weak or has it like the hamstring was a chronic issue. I know for sure when I just hit some deadlifts, I can get rid of the pinch pretty quickly. Yeah. So I can't say it's a particular muscle, but it's probably glute weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big, that's a common hamstring one actually weakness. too, yeah. And so it gets, like the pain is like right in the insertion point. So like right where the top of the hamstring ends mm-hmm. and your glute starts. Um, yeah, and understand that when you do get an injury like that, where you feel the pain is not the issue. That's where you're feeling the pain, but that's what's getting loaded. What's what's getting what's causing this is above it and below it. So you need to look mm-hmm. above that injury mm-hmm. and then look below it. And there's yeah. a problem somewhere in that chain. Everything is connected. So for example, the patella tendonitis, it's a weak hamstring, tight quads. So you have a tight tight quads mm-hmm. are pulling up on your knee. So that tendon is being stretched all the time. Tight hamstrings too. So and tight hamstrings exactly. Tight so general always. general muscle um, flexibility. Yeah. I mean, all these things are things that can be worked on, and mm-hmm. they they do fix. I mean, when I that was another thing I tried was hot yoga to get rid of that that the hamstring problem, and it did help a lot because. Before, do you like hot yoga? I love it. Yeah, I've never done it. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I got into it because of the hamstring problem. That summer going to sophomore year, I did it. That was the first time I started it. It's great. It's a mental challenge. Now, like yeah. COVID in the back of your head, would you still do it? Like tomorrow, there's a class. Are you gone? I mean, obviously, no. <laughs> Only because I'm locked down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, just flexibility. I could not touch my toes before that. Mm. Like nowhere near. I was mm. very inflexible. And uh, yeah, here I am now. Now, we both kind of have, um, we both kind of have glass ankles in a way. They go up and down. Um, the running joke here is that Sean gave me his because yeah. 
I never actually that's a lie because one time in Oneonta I sprained my ankle Mm -hmm. and this is just to talk about like how poor I was back then like in terms of you know listening to my body resting and stuff so it was um we play Friday Saturday games in Oneonta which is a whole different discussion for itself it's so stupid but I sprained my ankle on that Saturday and you best believe that Saturday night it's just got a little little rap on it, and I'm out there. Jimmy T's. I'm out there, Jimmy T's at the bar. Like, there's a, there's a, I got a balloon ankle, and I'm drinking, which is like the one of the worst things you can do yes. for injury recovery. Yes. Like, one of the worst. But it was college, you know? Yeah. You we weren't going we to. I wasn't going to sit at time. home when everyone was out. That just yeah. wasn't in the cards. You couldn't dare to do that. I couldn't dare to do that. And so, you know, I wouldn't do that now. But back to what I was saying, we have ankles ankle problems i guess and well once once you i mean once you sprain any any tendon or ligament it's just weaker. it's forever weaker because mm-hmm. it doesn't uh it doesn't heal it just gets scar tissue over it yeah um, and that's how your body heals it but that original tendon ligament um never reheals it just yeah. kind of repairs itself so mm-hmm. it's always going to be weaker that's why you know you, you'll have players that have one bad ankle because that ankle is just not strong enough. So it's, it's just always going to be an yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty of things you can do to make it stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will never be what it once was. No, but I mean, like, I know a lot of people, ankles, especially, you know, even former athletes that are, you know, still trying to be active and work towards goals and stuff. The ankles is always a problem. And, but like you said, there's, very easy ways to like strengthen it. Mm-hmm. You won't don't need to go to a gym or you know do anything really. Like one thing that a PT taught me was every time that you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. stand on one foot for the entire time and just try and like bend your knee mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. So things like this, and then like you know stand on one knee once you're good at it and do like raises. So one one leg or even two leg and just mm-hmm. raise raise your you know your your toes so that your ankles come off the the ground Mm -hmm. like things like this and then obviously resistance bands are massive yeah and and with ankles too like another thing is um like write the alphabet with your big toe Uh uh-huh yeah yeah um and you'd be surprised how tired your ankle gets yeah when you first do this Mm -hmm. and then also like try and make a full circle with your heel so as big of a oh, circle yeah, as possible, yeah. not with your toes, uh-huh. because then you can cheat. Yeah. But if you do it with your heel, you'll feel when you go in a circle that you have a really tight spot in the ankle. Yeah. And really the foot and the ankle, if you have any issues in those, the rest of your body is going to have a problem. Because if you have low mobility in your ankle, then it's just going to make a chain of events up the ladder. So also back to the patella, that is also a reason for it. If your ankle has low flexibility... When you're running, your shin can't go forward as much as it should. Yeah. And where does all this tension go into? Yeah. The mm-hmm. patella. Right into the patella. So, I mean, this that's just one example of where everything is connected and um, the ankles are big. And, I mean, for football and especially basketball players, too, it's always, uh, when you're doing all the cutting, pivoting, it's always going to be an issue. Now, I got a question for you. So, you've played a ton of games. What is the craziest injury that you've seen on a soccer field. The craziest injury I, that I was in, involved in. Playing? Yeah, like you were there watching or playing. I mean, maybe not like a pro, but like... Yeah, were yeah, well, you playing? Either a teammate um, or someone you were playing against. So, 
So I had a few times. I cut my head open twice, but like just nothing, nothing too serious. Just a header and split. Just a little, head, a little tiny cut. The head bleeds too. Like but crazy. in Oneonta, now that you say this, uh, one of our teammates, Addy, he answered that. He, um, you know, he had a very good opportunity to score, and he. He didn't, but he got a rebound, and he did, like, a diving header. Oh, he went for it, man. It was courageous. He, he committed. Yeah. And the defender did not get the ball and instead just kicked his face. Oh, this was and, bad. I mean, just destroyed his face and Stri- his nose. Quick as concussion. And, of course, this day we're wearing all white. All yeah, white kit. All white white jersey, white Love shorts, white socks. Kids, yeah. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, his uh, his. His kit was completely covered in blood. You remember, uh, you remember Eric? Addy! Addy, stop! Addy! Because Addy, he was up and like, it's, it's I mean, scary. At this point, he's got like a concussion. Because yeah, he I mean, just it was scary at the face. time, but it was funny afterwards knowing that he was okay and everything. Yeah. But yeah, he was like stumbling, he was rambling, some. Some, some jargon. I don't yeah, know some what you're Bible saying. phrases. I don't know. It's and the, uh, the the trainer, the physio, was trying to tell him to sit down. <laughs> he just, Addy, stop, Addy. God, that was crazy. Shouts out to Addy, though. Yeah, but I think we didn't even got, get a pen though that, for that, did we? We didn't get a penalty kick. Oh no, it was nothing. Which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. He didn't get any. He literally got his entire head. I think he said that he put. If I remember correctly. The ref said that he put his face in like a dangerous, dangerous position. position, which I can see. But if you don't even get the ball, then like, what's the argument here? Yeah, yeah, that has that has to be the craziest because that was that was literally absurd. He you, got. A, I just rem- I can see it. I was on the bench at the time actually, mm-hmm. and I just see him kind of a breakaway on the left side, shoots it, scuffs the shot, gets a rebound, and then goes <laughs> full parallel to the ground. Yeah, and just. Eats a foot. We have a picture of it. We'll throw it up for him. Yeah, we got to throw it up. Shout out, Addy. Shout out, Addy. But, yeah, I mean, that's one that can definitely hold you back. Have you have you gotten any concussions, anything like this? No, I mean, one small thing when I was younger, but it wasn't uh, wasn't too serious. Yeah, I've had maybe one or two, like, minor concussions. That's one, obviously, you want to be... Yeah, concussions know. are rough. Thankfully, yeah. even when I cut my head open, it didn't... It wasn't like... Uh, a hard hit it was just kind of a freak accident yeah exactly um but you know you're gonna get these injuries yeah it's inevitable in our game in your game whatever you do so how do you respond and how do you cope yeah so like we we started in the beginning there's always other things that you can do yeah um for example when i uh, had the stress fracture in my leg i was constantly in the gym Mm -hmm. um working upper body Mm um and this is what sold me on saunas officially. Um, now that everyone knows out there, or I, you may not know, now you yeah, do. You like I built saunas. a sauna. I do love them. I swear by them because. So I was out with this injury for eight weeks, mm-hmm. nine weeks in a boot. Couldn't do, of course, can't do anything in a boot. Mm-hmm. I would go in the sauna for about 30 minutes, four to five times a week. And then I would try and do like sit-ups or stuff in the sauna to get my heart rate up. Uh-huh. And work out in the sauna. So not only does the sauna help you heal the heat and it helps with inflammation, so that you need to get rid of the inflammation at some point to start the healing. Um, and I wanted to keep maintain my fitness even though I couldn't do anything. I mean, you could do push-ups and stuff, but even that I really couldn't do. Yeah, it's not really getting your heart um, rate. But yeah, so you know, sitting in 170, 180 degree heat Fahrenheit, 80 degrees Celsius, and just trying to get after it in the sauna. 
And it was dumb because my leg probably wasn't ready. But I trained one week and then played a full 90. And I was totally fit. My feet were obviously destroyed, but I could run. And yeah. I, I swear it was a sauna. Because there's no way after doing nothing for nine weeks, more or less nothing in terms of the running or any type of fitness. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I can go out yeah. and play a 90. I think in there's the heat, no doubt. And there was, yeah. So there's that's no when doubt. I finally like... This the song and I swear by it now. Yeah, I mean, there's like you said, there's there's so many things that you can do otherwise. So I know I when I came out to Germany, literally the practice before I was finally cleared to play, I sprained my ankle, which was like the, these these guys thought it was like so bad. Yeah. And you know I was just kind of like trying to stay positive, but you know right away I'm I'm ice bucket on off, and then you know first twenty four hours, and then. Um, actually let's get into that. So like a lot of times in these muscle, uh, not muscle, but like bone injuries, maybe sometimes muscle. Mm-hmm. So the first 24 hours, what are you doing? So I've learned a lot from Sean and he, he knows so, a lot about the process. So right away, like an essential thing is you want to ice it. Yeah. Um, first 24 hours. You can, you can ice it, um, ice it. And in the first 24, 48 hours, you can also take an anti-inflammatory so ibuprofen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the swelling, you the, want the swelling because that's bringing fresh blood to heal the injury. Mm-hmm. But then after the initial phase of your body trying to heal it, that blood and swelling gets stuck in whatever joint or muscle it's in. Mm-hmm. And now that is slowing down the healing process because now before your body can heal. So for the ankle, for example, it gets it swells up like a balloon. And now you have all that fresh blood, but now it's stuck now because you can't move your ankle, or your foot. If you don't get rid of that swelling, like if you go to a physical therapist, that's always the first thing you do is massage it because they're getting rid of that that, so you can get the flexibility back. Mm -hmm. So you want to slow that down because it's going to happen no matter what. But if you can slow it down with ice. um, How often are you icing? I mean, if if I injured my ankle, let's keep using that as an example, I would ice it for 20 minutes every hour. Yeah. I would ice for the ankle. The best thing to do is just get a bucket, like a paint bucket or spackle bucket, and you just stick in there cold water, ice, and yeah. And there was a big thing actually, like I had never done it before, but you said to do it, and it was that first night, and I I woke up, like after just I think a couple hours, mm-hmm. and get my foot back in, yeah, for like an hour, yeah, go back to sleep, get back on, yeah. you know, like. That first 24 hours is super, it's huge. super important. Now, of course, sleep, you need it to heal. But mm-hmm. I found that to be, that work really well, is if you set a time to wake up, especially when it's bad, to get the bucket of ice. I mean, ice. if you're not doing anything else, too, you're resting um, during the day. You could take naps. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, ice, ice, ice to reduce the swelling. And then ice, ice. you get to that 72-hour range, and now you can start bringing heat in. Yeah. So now, like a contrast, go heat, ice, heat, yeah. ice, heat for heat for twenty, ice for twenty, heat for twenty, ice for twenty, and then, like you said, now you want to get range of motion back and mobility back, and mm-hmm. that will help it um, get on its way to heal. But yeah, you had a miraculous recovery. I was very quick. I think it was, was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, and they were saying that it could be up to eight, ten weeks, and I think it was four, yeah. or three or four. Mm-hmm. Now I wasn't. So this is what something I've learned, and then maybe I can use the sauna even more was that I wasn't 100% fit for that first game. We've joked I cramped in the 75th minute, something like that. Maybe I'm <laughs> <might> being generous. <laughs> we'll give you the 75th. That's okay. how I remember it. Yeah, but like, you know, that's a great place, especially in the summer when it's, you know, it's hot. Get that heart rate up and then, you know, simulate the, you know, the environments that you're going to be playing in. 
But, you know, I was still working upper body. And then once I could, I was, you know, hitting the treadmill for walks and, you know, doing all that auxiliary work and ankle strengthening to make sure yeah. that it was good. There, There is always something you can do because then you could focus on the mental side. Yeah. Um, just stretching, general stretching. General stretching, there, improving your imbalances. There's always something that can be improved and don't use the injury as an excuse to stop working. In fact, when you do get injured, now you have to work twice as hard. Yeah. Because you can improve on everything else that you wouldn't normally give the time to. Mm-hmm. And then you also need to put in the work to heal whatever it is that is injured. And I mean, like you said, like you could, even if you have to be on bed rest, you know, there's always something you can do in terms of, all right, I'm going to practice some some meditation, you know, yeah. I'm going to confront some demons, like I'm going to, you know, visualize myself overcoming this mm-hmm. injury, I'm going to visualize myself on the field or on that next team, right. whatever, like there's always, you know, study your position, yeah. like there's always things that you can do. Um, and to just improve yourself as a person and as an athlete, even yeah. if you're injured. Yeah. So don't be a bitch. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, I think that should be the title of the episode. <laughs> don't, the, don't be a bitch. Yeah, don't be soft. We might. All right, the don't be soft. I guess that's kind of like. That's a little be better good. than the injuries. I mean, like, it does have a certain punch to it. Yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that Let's too. Let's go with it. The don't be soft. Yeah, I like it. All right, cool. And, and before we finish, we said in the beginning, this all comes down to you knowing your body and taking the time to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you do know the difference between being hurt and injured. Because there's going to be, there's always going to be a pain that you feel. You're never 100%. And never. in your mind, you're, you're, you could either always think, oh, I'm injured, I have to come off the field, or I can't play. Or, oh, I could just work through this, I'll run it off, I'll be fine. And then you are fine. Yeah. But like myself, I didn't know... I mean, I kind of didn't know that I probably had a bad problem with my leg. Um, but in this case, I chose not to listen to myself and push through it. Thankfully, it didn't actually break like a compound fracture and I stopped early enough. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, um, knowing the difference between live, that. Live learn. Live and learn. And also also my brother, shout out Chris, he had... Uh, he was another reason why I stopped. I pulled, took myself to the field is because he had this annoying pain in his quad. Uh-huh. Um, what did it turn out to be? A while. And it, he was playing through it. And like he's crazy mentally strong and just pushing through it. Yeah. Um, and at the time he was playing right midfield. He gets a cross from the opposite side, the left side. Mm-mm. And the goalie comes out, punches the ball away, knees him in the quad and fractures his femur. Compound wow. fracture. Dude, I have not heard of that as an injury. Like Compound fracture. So in our it game. had to have been slightly broken because... Just weaker. Like I much mean, weaker. A knee hitting your leg shouldn't snap that bone in half. No, um, no, no, no. So yeah, so that him saying like, you know, be careful, be careful, be careful, because that's exactly what happened to me is you play through it. Then if someone, if someone ever kicked me during those, I think I played five games. If someone ever kicked me hard... There were there could have been serious issues. Then you're out for you know six months to a year. Like anything, man. There's a balance to this. Yeah. So. No, you know, like you obviously never. You're not gonna know 100 percent always, but there's a there's a nice little balance between don't be a bitch and listen to your body. Yeah. And you have to find what's works best for you. Yeah. There's a gray area. There's a gray area. And you gotta live in that gray area to be and honest. You can tell by Sean. He lives heavily in the don't be a bitch area. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little, it's leaning a little bit that way. Hey, man. But hey, living and learning. It's all part of it. So, thanks for uh, tuning in once again. 
Um, once again, follow us on Instagram, Footwork underscore podcast. Once again, once again, I'm going to say once again. Uh, I'm going to reiterate. Yeah, I haven't squeaked in a while in here. This is nice. I haven't squeaked. No, I haven't. That oh, was yeah, my you, thing. Yeah. You say, what do you say again? I don't know if we want to. Want me to say once again again? Well, that was just making funny that time. No, there, is there some, was there one is that something. we cut out. There is something. Is it all right? Right. No, oh, right. right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you find, because we're learning in this shit, but you just find that sometimes. Listening back to yourself is very funny. It is very funny, but there's always like crutches of words that you use mm. um, just to keep like the conversation going, especially when you're yeah. listening. And Sean's is right. Right. And I squeak a lot. So yeah. together we're footwork. Dylan, every now and then if you hear footwork, <laughs> it's definitely done. Uh, but we only waited to episode 12 to address it. Yeah. Some people are probably like, how old is this kid? So please feel free to go back and, and listen. If you could find how many squeaks. Or how many the, rights. Or how many, oh, if you have any rights, you're going to need a whole notebook. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, let's... Uh, Keep plugging and passing. Yeah, keep plugging and passing. Keep reviewing. Um, you know, we were back for a little bit there. We were a little, you know, off the off the grid, off the grind. Yeah. But we're back, baby. We're we stronger. We are back. Better, better than ever. We can't say back stronger because that's just someone else's. But yeah. we're we're back better. <laughs> we're back better. We'll think of something. Better but. content. A lot of content coming out on the Instagram. So follow that. Um, I'll be putting up that sauna video very soon. Um, just what it came out to be. I fortunately did get to use it three times before I came back. Fire. Um, So I was very happy about that. And uh, yeah, so until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. We back, baby. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way.